we're just joking. We're just joking. Or are we? I'll take it seriously. I'm I'm going to appeal to my Asian gods later, reincarnate as a elephant and take a shit on your own. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to come to the uni. What the hell are we talking <laughs> about? <laughs> what are we talking? We, we're, we're supposed to analyze the film and now we're talking about Asian turning yeah, into an elephant and shitting on you. That's... I got an interesting... <laughs> Holy I shit. I got an interesting... <laughs> <laughs> general became a slave the slave who became a gladiator the gladiator defied an emperor only a famous death will do Welcome, everybody, to the eighth edition of What the Film. This morning, we'll discuss The Gladiator. And we have a big announcement. We have a new member on What the Film. Welcome to the studio, Jacob Bursa. We love you, Jacob. We love you, Jacob. <laughs> love you, guys. <laughs> no, right, thank you. We had, we had this uh, discussion behind the scenes. Uh, we really liked having Jacob on and the feedback has been very positive having him on board so yeah. and thank you thank he you seemed, he seemed really keen on on participating in this so we are going to keep him on as a regular for now on so Aww. get used to series regular <laughs> contract signed <laughs> this is a disney merger yeah it's a monopoly we're taking over now <laughs> so yeah and uh, and as um, Jacob is entering now he suggested we should uh, uh, watch the film Gladiator and have that as our next episode. So this is what we're going to do tonight. He's going to lead on this um, episode, essentially, like uh, like Maximus, like Maximus, exactly. Maximus, <laughs> <Arana. laughs> he's taking the steering wheel and is going to direct us here. So, what do you want to start with tonight? I think we should do it easy. You know, first of all, like, what are your guys' thoughts on the film? Like, mine. First of all, I I just I I would argue this is one of the best movies ever made. This oh is, wow! You're, you're oh straight, really? Yes, I, it's really on my top right ten. Right away! Wow! Okay, yeah. Literally, I think it's a beautiful movie, man. So instantly, like ten out of ten in your book. I mean, I I wouldn't say it's it's the best movie ever made, right? Mm-hmm. So I would I would give it like a nine nine point okay. five out of ten. Nine, you know, okay. just okay. just you know, it's like it's like the um in the adverts when you know nine out of ten doctors. Uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah, it's but it's 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 really high on my list. Well, Ishan, you you watched it most recently, so like you you watched it for the first time like yesterday or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty much like yesterday evening. Yep. Yeah, so I, I'm more, I'm more excited to hear your thoughts of it first as like a new because like me and Jacob has seen it like throughout. Oh no, wait, you Jacob also like watched it quite quite recently, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say like around like one and a half month ago, maybe. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've had this movie on my like top 10 for like i think like 11 years now or something like no but <laughs> holy, holy what the hell 22 <laughs> years maybe <laughs> so so what do you so if, uh, i have two questions for you uh ishan what is the first um thought of the film and why did it take so long for both of you to see this film yeah for me like i just um loved it essentially like because you know i'm a huge fan of like the Roman Empire and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was just vi- visually because uh, we mentioned earlier off off the mic how you know the CGI looks great, and just the story really was so good because I didn't because I don't know like I, when I saw like trailers and just from what people have said I thought it was just like a you know Colosseum battle film like battle royale sort of thing, <laughs> um, but yeah like after after watching it I was like oh this is sick this is, you know a, 
basically like a you know family story almost right mm-hmm. yeah and i liked it and i guess it took me ages to watch it because i'm a hipster yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> no i i actually i don't know it's just i kind of have a hard time kind of like you know starting new movies i don't know why but it was i think uh the inspiration to watch this movie was probably robin my best mm-hmm. friend actor of john whack Oh, <laughs> um, so uh, he said he was. It was like I, b- I believe it's his favorite movie. Okay. Uh, and oh, we watched wow, it together right. with the boys, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Because obviously, I've known about this movie for a long time, and I've listened to the soundtrack for like uh, four years now. Oh, <laughs> but I haven't seen the movie yet, so it's pretty weird. Yeah, um, Sub- subconsciously, it's like in there, pretty much. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was always in there. But um, Han- Hans Zimmer is amazing, though. So I mean, Hans Zimmer is amazing. So yeah. Um, shout um, out Hans Zimmer. <laughs> shout out <laughs> shout to Hans Zimmer. To listening, my boy. If you're listening to this, <laughs> my bro. Yeah, my homie. No, it's just man. It's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. No, yeah, it's it's quite something. I think, and this is like, um, I like the scale of the film. That was the first mm. thing of the film. Like because the the opening shots are of the the uh, the attack on the German Germania uh, tribes up in the northern. Mm-hmm. G- Germania and like the scale of the explosions and the, and the use of like uh, f- pra- fire on the trees effects. yeah practical effects yeah. Mm-hmm. like they, they were actually allowed to me and Jacob actually saw um, some uh, behind the scenes footage uh, oh, wow. re- reviewing this film uh, like uh, rewatching it last weekend mm. and we saw that they actually burnt like how, how much was it like 300 meter of forest or something oh yeah they they I don't oh, know, wow. like, they talk with the government, and they're like, all right, so we have, like, 300 meter or, like, 300 by 300 to, like, burn down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Sometimes I've heard people do that to uh, grow more crops or something, like, in order to make room for newer crops. So I yeah. guess maybe that's what they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You got, like... Uh, yeah, fair enough. You, you sh- I think usually you will, like, burn... Like, if the, if the forest is, like, poisoned... Or like mm. uh, you will like uh, kill it to help stop the spread of the of the disease, I guess. I think the main focus should be like on, uh, while we're talking about like burning forests. Like, have you guys heard of the Amazon thing going on? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Like how That's people insane. are um, are not uh, doing anything. <laughs> mm. And yeah, you know, it's just it's. I know it's you know we've we've spread the the word right that that worked through social media but like people are still like posting it but they're not really doing anything. No, exactly. It. It's, so it's, it's like, literally not helping at it, all. I think that's the most problems with foreign affairs is that if it's not happening in your country and you're seeing it, you don't really care. Mm. It's, it's it's like a very rude thing to say, like about Amazon because it's a very important thing and I think everyone should should do their part essentially, but. Yeah. But it's it's sort of like the thing with disasters going out around in the world, like earth, earthquakes, tsunamis, or hunger or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're, oh, yeah. If you don't see it on first time, you don't like really believe it. Mm-hmm. You like you know it's real, you know what's happening, but but you don't experience it, so you don't think about it too much. It's like in the back of your mind, essentially. And that's te- and, that, and that's terrible, especially in this situation. Like, uh, of course, we should help every uh, worldly disaster, but like the Amazon forest is such an important thing. It like contributes to so much of our oxygen on I know, the planet. I think it's around twenty percent or fifteen. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a, crazy. a lot. Earth oxygen produced. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And all the lot. animals, like, is like I'm not sure how many percentage, but a lot of species live in that uh, in, in that place. So it's so it's crazy yeah. to to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, really, I really love that they burned the forest in Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they, the, when the horses <laughs> fell over too. Oh yeah, <laughs> the way is that? Do you reckon they actually hurt some of the animals? No, it, I think oh, I think I think, oh, I think Peter would looks surreal so like uh, ASAP. No, horses are pretty well trained to do like both stunts and also in in, in films. Yeah, I wonder because you know it's it's it, there are a lot of explosions, right? A lot yeah. of like high sounds, so it's. I wonder how like horses tackle that because I saw an interview with uh, Tom Hanks, I believe he was on a uh, Graham Norton show, and then he right. said like when he was working with uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, since Clint you know has worked on a lot of like westerns and just films with horses, mm. when he would direct he would be like, he wouldn't say like action and like scream and shit, he would be like, go ahead. <laughs> like literally like right behind your face you're like oh shit and then then when you're like kind of done with the scene he's like that's enough of that oh, wow that's so yeah. cool and intimidating i know i know it's super intimidating and it's it's really like calm so so yeah. they kind of i don't know i don't know maybe they did they, they did it on this movie maybe not i don't know i'll be like what the horses you, are fine. i can't hear you what did you say there's like explosions going off and he's whispering to me <laughs> is this the biggest film by the way of Ridley Scott like he, he's done a very good job throughout the years because he did um, he did Blade Runner Gladiator and also The Martian which I th- believe is the most recent one I think oh yeah I saw that the cinema almost fell asleep though I didn't like it that yeah. much The Martian you didn't like it <laughs> nah I didn't like it that much I actually liked it I enjoyed maybe it maybe because I saw it in 3D and I got a headache oh that could be yeah that could be it I was like, mm. like 20 minutes in I was like oh get me out of here because I remember I, I I never, um I just saw something. I'm not sure if you guys are gonna like it, but I'm on his uh, IMDb page and it says Gladiator Two is announced. What the what? Gladiator. That's gonna be. I hope. I really hope not. I really hope it's, not. It's uh, plot is unknown. Is it going to be a sequel to Ridley Scott's Gladiator and the director is gonna be Ridley Scott? I bet it's gonna follow Lucius. I bet Lucius or 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 the uh, maybe. Uh, Juma, but Juma, not yeah. yet. Maybe, maybe full Commodus. Psych. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> it just says they're announced, and because I'm on his IMDb page, and this is like updated. I'll, st- I'll still, I'll still go and see it because yeah. I'm, I'm just curious to what. It's been like 20 years at this point. Then, like, if he's gonna release it, like, uh, yeah. say in like two years or something. Uh, what if Russell Crowe comes back? Mm. <laughs> Turns out I didn't go to heaven. Turns out killing all those people sent me straight to hell. <laughs> just him it, in hell chilling out. Because it could, it could be like very far into the future. Like it doesn't have to be Roman gladiators as well, you know. So oh yeah, it could be yeah, like true. anything within the empire or something like that. Mm. But you know, I I kind of like don't want another movie because you know this one is it's just one movie and it's just yeah. so good. So mm-hmm. I don't want like I don't know. I want it, but I also don't want it. Yeah, because yeah. it might ruin the like the first film, ruin it a little bit, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just I don't know. It's it's so I feel it's so powerful when it's like standalone. You know, Mm-mm-mm. it's mm. like one one film like Gladiator, and it's been yeah. out for like twenty years. Yeah, uh, and it's so it's like, good. It's like an epic, isn't it? It's like the Bible, and then the Bible two, <laughs> something like that. It's like mm. wait, what? Yeah, Bible part two. I don't know. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, do you guys want to talk about like scenes, favorite scenes? Maybe? Yeah, let's go for it. Yep, yep. Um, any scenes in particular you guys like really enjoyed? Maybe any scenes you guys didn't enjoy? 
let's start with um, let's start with scenes we didn't enjoy. I can quickly mention that um, Roger, you know Roger Ebert, like the reviewer. They they didn't like the film that much, and they one of the things they mentioned was that the Colosseum looks like something out of a um, old PC game or something like that. I was like, really? It looks pretty good. Oh really? yeah, I can understand what they mean. Like it sort of has the feel of like an old WoW game or something like that. <laughs> I mean, all right, I didn't I get mean, that for some I mean, reason. I mean, I mean, it's a CG in like two thousand. So like this was like after it look. I think I think it's more maybe the inside. Oh, of the, of the Colosseum, be, be. yeah. Because the outside is pretty good. Because, like, if you see the inside, it, it, it really reminds of, like, the Phantom Menace, like, the racing arena, in a way. Or, like, the Colosseum right. in, in Attack of the Clones. But... <laughs> oh, but, yeah. I guess, like, the, maybe the people in the background. But yeah. I don't really pay much attention to that. No, no. Did you, did you guys, or...? No, I mean... Not really. We were, like, yeah. trying to find out, like, what was CGI and what was not CGI. Mm. Uh, and we, we saw in the behind-the-scenes uh, video that... This whole uh, first layer of people was real, mm-hmm. and then oh, wow. the, after like uh, the low break there, uh, everything else was like CG. So that was really good. I I couldn't tell, really, mm-hmm. uh, but I, obviously I could tell what was real mm-hmm. uh, and like mm-hmm. what could have not been real. So yeah. So the, the, I think the only disliking I sort of have in the film, like because I'm not a too huge fan of the historical inaccuracies, maybe. Okay, so like, okay, fair enough. So I'm just gonna start off by like the the, the big, the big one is that okay, uh, uh, Marcus Real is the first emperor we see in the, in the start of the film. He is uh, he was a real uh, mm. character. So was Commodus, but uh, and uh, when uh, Marcus Aurelius died from a plague and uh, Commodus inherited the army, yeah, because the father really wanted him to be emperor. Oh, um, I see. And also, he was revered by the Roman army. People loved Commodus. He was seen as a very, like, new, fresh face. All and right, uh, right. As, as compared to, to the rest of the film, where we're seen as, like, a um, moron, essentially. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I didn't mind it that much, because I had... I was like dumb to all the Roman facts, I guess. I, I I'm <laughs> bad at like Roman history, so I was like, "Oh, this looks cool," you know. Um, yeah. His story arc and how he's sort of like a tragic character, Commodus. I like that, mm-hmm. but I can see if it's like not the right representation. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I feel like it's different from. I I feel like it's even different, more different for me, because as as Ishan, I'm not really updated on the uh, history part. Yeah. Uh, but I so as I like got to hear that this was actually like some of this was real that kind of like made it cool for me so as I got to know that oh Marcus Aurelius and Commodus was actually real mm-hmm. uh, that already made it like cool for me uh, but it still didn't really matter if it was historically uh, accurate or not because I mean mm-hmm. you know you, I don't know if the movie would be uh, it wouldn't be the same you know because because they had to make their own movie right uh, yeah, and, and just mm. make a story out of uh, out of you know, but still I guess, have yeah. some real parts. Mm. So yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's I think it's I think it's like a mixture, but like um, I think it's just um, like if if you if you don't know anything about Roman history, you won't really mind at all. But I think it's just because like I think the real Commodus, because like Commodus was known as the gladiator emperor, because he would like often appear make appearances in the arena to take down wild animals and other challengers. Which is very impressive mm. for like an emperor, because like he usually is like divine and like 
he's not to be supposed to be there, right? He's like um, um, fragile in a way, maybe. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, I just um, oh, I was just gonna quickly say I just found like this article that said Commodus might actually be um, even worse than how he was depicted in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like real life or like in the film? Yeah, in real life. Apparently, oh. you know. Um, it just says surviving as evidence does point to Commodus being a crappy ruler and Historia Augusta claims that he suffered from a large hernia in his groin that was visible through his loose ro- okay I don't know how what that's got to do with him being <laughs> a bad person but so basically because of a small penis he was a bad ruler <laughs> he, he was a it was a bad ruler in a way because he was like very inexperienced because he lived in like um this bubble, like with uh, growing oh. up as like the child of an emperor, right? But like, uh, just the last thing about the um, a gladiator emperor, because like he was so cruel. He, you know what he did? So, uh, mm. Commodus, like as he was make the, as he would make these appearances in the in in the Colosseum, yeah. he would sometimes take. He he would brought cripples and amputees into the arena, and he would right. club and he would club them to death. Oh no, no, yeah, he's a bad guy then. Yeah, he's a. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you were like, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean uh, well, uh, he did cripples and cripples, and it's uh, and it's obviously turned the populace against him. Like they like, what the f- is going on yeah. here? Essentially. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. But yes, people call him like the fall of the empire. But. Uh, mm. Yeah. Sounds like a nice guy, yeah. I'm, yeah. I agree. You missed agree. that tiny detail out, yeah. Janice. <laughs> Just a small like, detail. But yeah, he was he was he was at first loved by the by the uh, army and lower classes, but uh, oh right. But um, until his like megalomaniac behavior forced him to, like to, like some of his advi- advisors hired a champion wrestler to kill him. <laughs> oh seriously? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so there was this uh, champion wrestler named uh, Narcissus. Okay. And he strangled him to death. <laughs> oh wow! Lucky Same guy. as his dad, right? I mean, his dad, uh, like you mentioned, died of the plague, but in the yeah. film, he dies of being choked out, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, all right. Uh, hard question. Uh, this one, but uh, next one. Okay. Um, favorite scene. Mine's got to be. Like, the most memorable is usually, for me, like, the most favorite. So it's got to be the ending for me. Yeah. Because um, there's not a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. between the, the the beginning of when um, Commodus gets killed yes. up to the point where Russell Crowe dies. There's barely any dialogue, and I love it. It's just facial expressions, and, mm. you know, it, it's all been building up to that moment of him mm. wanting to see his family, and it's just, ah, uh, I teared up yeah. a little bit. I was like, ah. Oh, no, I mean it's sad, dude. I I yeah. I, I cried the first time, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I think it's 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 cool uh, what they did with the foreshadowing because actually the first mm. shot, the first ever shot in the film, is uh, of uh, of Maximus uh, yeah. going in this cornfield. Such a good um, shot, too. I know. Like, and it, you don't really so... you don't really get yeah. what it means, right? And then you cut mm. to him just like sitting for himself and thinking about it uh and then you know at the end of the film you get to see like what it is it's just so pretty i uh but yeah i I think i would agree with you uh the last scene it's just my part would probably be like after the music starts Mm. it's just Mm -hmm. such a pretty scene man like everything uh, just the way he gets raised up by all his like followers and then commodus is left in the dirt i just it was like quintus Quintus. free my men and he did this little speech before oh it was so good it was so good it's so pretty even it's though he's just, a bad guy, yeah, yeah, I, know. I loved it. It was just, it was just great, man. I love yep. this. Ru- Russell Crowe's acting was like 
I think I thought uh, you know the scene when he uh, returns home and he mm. sees his uh, wife and and so oh, Hank. So that was that yeah. was acting on point in my book. That was uh, impressive. Like just because he because the the thing about uh, this camera work right here is like we don't need to see it right. We yeah. just see the feet and like because that it's all black and yeah it, le- it it leaves us to the imagination like how how messed up essentially is their face or like how how because like he's looking at this like in disgrace and he's like oh my god what's happened like because obviously they have tortured both of them and uh and it's burnt as well almost right yeah they've been burnt they've been hanged they've been crucified and it's been like terrible so it's just so good because he doesn't say anything it's just you see the sorrow and 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 a truly broken man essentially a man who's been stripped from everything he doesn't deserve it either, does he? Like, no, even he though he's doesn't. killed people, it's just like, man. No, he's, he's, a, he's a, a highly respected general, and he loses everything because of nothing, essentially. You know the scene where uh, Maximus reveals himself, and he's like, "My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, <laughs> loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, oh. and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next." It's so such a good. great line, man. Man, yeah, that's a powerful line. That was that was some crazy stuff by the the writers David uh, uh, Franzoni who write the story. Okay, mm. and the screenplay. Uh, but a fun fact here, by the way, I I, I realized that w- when when they began shooting the film, only thirty two pages of the screenplay were ready. <laughs> Whoa! Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Really? That's like two thirds of Terminal Impact. <laughs> that's no, like I, mean, thir- I mean terminal impact was two-thirds of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. like 30 <laughs> minutes of screen like they, they had they knew what's going to be because like because wow. uh the reason um you guys know why we use the, uh, the, the the particular font in scripts right and the same lay- layout for every script right no idea so like the reason why we use the same font called courier and that mm. it's it needs to be in the size of 12 and and, and the line spacing is because uh, one page is to estimate one minute of, of screenplay. It's, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to take one minute each uh, page. Really? So that's like yeah. So it's like a standard. It's like a measurement of time in the script. So yeah, a, a usual script would be like 120 pages for like a one uh, one twenty uh, long film. So yeah, Mm-mm. it's because you one need to. You, it's because you need you essentially need to describe everything that's coming on, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, and yeah, it's also true. very and it's also very important to differentiate between a, a screenplay and like a because um, you have two types of screenplays you have the one where you just pitch the story and it's not to include any like camera angles or shot or cuts or anything mm. it's just to explain the story is here this guy is here and, da, 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 and they're talking da, 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 and then the next and the next and, and like just, just the scenes because like if you because uh, it's basically when you're selling the story right for a company or uh, for yourself or something like that and then mm. later you'll make a screenplay with uh, the actual instructions yeah Man, is it because like James, uh, not James, I'm sorry, Ridley Scott's got this like, you know, power behind his name that they were like, all right, you know, you've got thirty minutes, fine, <laughs> we'll let you make it. Is that why? Maybe? I actually saw a, a thing about when they made it because like essentially uh, when he when he had uh, parts of the film uh, ready or something because he 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 went to DreamWorks right because DreamWorks is financing the film or like the yeah. main producers. And it was Steven Spielberg. Who, he he just asked them three questions. I'm trying to find it here now. Um, 
yeah so he just <laughs> so uh he answers three simple questions uh so the first one is it about ancient roman gladiators yes okay oh wow <laughs> it, it, All it, right. it takes place in an ancient coliseum yes <laughs> oh um they fight with swords and to death and such like that yes and then fine <laughs> then it wow. just <laughs> so wait wow. steven spielberg gave it the stamp of like approval yeah oh wow that's interesting damn Mm. Yeah, so you just uh, asked him I'm like yeah that sounds cool because <laughs> yeah. those are the main attractions right even if the film's crap I guess people would want to see those things yeah yeah mm. it's like a huge know, battle and... you know you guys know that Steven Spielberg owns DreamWorks right I don't know that oh well you know the SKG that stands there that's for Steve and, oh, yeah. and, the, and the two other founders yeah oh is that what it is yeah I always mm. thought it was like maybe like you know trademark or something like that no no oh, yeah. wow <laughs> Nice. I didn't know that. It's cool. I I love the DreamWorks logo, the the, the little fishing rod that yeah. goes down and all. So, so Steven Spielberg, he's, he's he's a lot of he's involved with basically every film you can possibly think of. Because like, imagine how many films start with the DreamWorks logo. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so, sick. Yeah. I only think about Shrek when I see DreamWorks. Oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> my the pick the of the film movie. next. Ishan, Ishan, can you queue up some uh, uh, some Shrek music? You know I got you. Hey, it's gonna be me singing there. Yeah, let's do it. Get cards right. Two, one, two, three, four. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go. No, 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 no. It starts like this. No. Okay, yeah, so it goes. Okay, what? Okay, starts with somebody. All right. Okay, so three, two, one, two, three. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Alright, we're a bit off topic here. The live <laughs> sub count is going down, boys. The sub count is going down. Yeah, well, should, we do, should we do a free, freestyle podcast? Music yeah, podcast? Yeah. We could do a rap battle. Let's rap battle. Yeah. So, uh, next one then. Next one then. Miles, yeah, we could, we could do like uh, 8 Mile. Then we <laughs> yeah. I've never seen 8 Mile. I've never seen it. What? Really? It's no, pretty no. good. Ishan, Actually, you it's can't, been a while since Ishan, you can't say shit. You, say, you haven't seen Gladiator until like yesterday, so f off. Hey. <laughs> hey. You know what? <laughs> you know what? what? I don't know what. You know oh, what? Yeah, same. <laughs> I think the next on the list is is the B movie. I think <laughs> the B no, movie. Sharknado. Oh yeah, it's a classic. Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado. It's actually quite funny, but in, unintentionally because it's so bad. I I remember I seeing it on TV once. I was laughing my ass off. I was just like rolling on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, how did the floor break or what? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For your information, yes, it did. All right. <laughs> My neighbors weren't very happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. parents are so used to it. They're like, oh, Ishan's gone through the floor again. <laughs> Whatever. Third time this month. Did everyone mention their best scene? Just, oh, yeah, Jacob, you've got to mention it. Oh, no. Yeah, you? I mean, I, I said that I believe I'm, I kind of agree with you on the last oh, yeah. one because the last oh, one was yeah. just so beautiful. I, it's just the everything, you know. As he's like standing there right before he dies, and he sees like you know open the gate with the on the to the afterlife, and he kind of mm. gives it a smile, and then he's like buried, you know, and then um, what was his name? Yeah, Juba uh, buries the uh, two little uh, oh yeah like tree uh, sculptures think, yeah of mm-hmm. uh, figures yeah of of his family mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and quotes and it's just. Everything is just so pretty, and with the music, you know, uh, from Hans Zimmer and uh, Lisa Gerard. Yeah. Now we are free, uh, man. It's just, it's just a masterpiece. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's gonna be uh, very epic, and I, and I can't wait that the the three of us are actually going to 
listen to this performance uh, oh yeah uh, uh, later in november oh, it's gonna oh, be shout, out hans zimmer. <laughs> shout out hans yeah. zimmer he hooked we, us up yeah. We might talk about uh, have a special episodes just talking about Hans Zimmer because he's been such a big contributor to music uh, film scores. Oh, so, yeah. so we might do that actually. That sounds. Fun. I'm super up for that. Yeah, just talk about the scores. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think all of us have the same idea of the favorite scene, like the most, uh, like the summer, the the, the last scenes, uh, like with uh, with uh, Maximus' death and uh, his sort of peace of mind, seeing his family, his uh, his son, mm. like uh, looking out towards him. And mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful way to to see death ride. Yeah, like, if that I wasn't if, sad that no. he died, I was just happy more. No, like, yeah, no, yeah, because yeah. because he he always like the reason why he fought so fiercely in in the Coliseum. He has, he has like nothing to to lose, right? Mm-hmm. So so essentially, when he died, he won. Yeah, and he yeah. got to take the emperor uh, with him. So I, I so so yeah, he, he so Maximus he truly won that battle. But yeah, no, it's such a beautiful scene. The music and uh, people gathering around him, I, I, and I love that people are actually more happy. Like people are more more paying respects to Maximus instead of their emperor. <laughs> like yeah, they just leave the corpse yeah. of the emperor on the <laughs> floor Maximus, there. Maximus, yeah. Some of this stuff looks like matte painted though, but I like that. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't believe it's matte painted. I think it's CG, but all right, okay. I mean, you 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 do have digital matte painting, but. Uh, Mm. But yeah, yeah, you, you do have something like technology, Shan. If you oh, yeah. it. hey, my yeah. my ancestors made technology, right? Little little, little Asian hands. You know, do you guys have like internet somewhere. in your home, or do you guys have electricity? It's actually run by a little hamster on a wheel. He's just powering up the whole house. Well, about twelve of them. Yeah, I see. They're also my food. Twelve hamsters. You like threaten them when they're not running fast enough. You eat them. What if I came to your guys' house, right? And you're yeah. super, you guys are super cool. And then your parents, like, as soon as I come in, your parents lock up the dogs, <laughs> hide the dogs. I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, the dogs would be, goddamn, that would be a lot of food for the dogs, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> kidding. In no way, we don't, you know, eat dogs. But Ishan, we made you this. It's like, okay. <laughs> we say we're a cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm allergic to cat. Mm. But actually, I just want to quickly mention this because this did stick out to me in the beginning okay the look of the film in the beginning was kind of because like roger ebert here mentions it too like he says the film looks muddy fuzzy and indistinct its colors are mud tones at the drab end of the palette and it seems to have been filmed on grim and overcast days but i thought it added to the war scene in the beginning like it's all like nighttime ish and cold no, yeah. and no, yeah yeah they're because they're in like compared to the coliseum which is in rome like right now they're mm. at the edge of germany at, at the north of the german right so yeah germany so so like i think it's very good to, to do that because like it's clearly shows the contrast between these two territories that they're really in a different place now compared to to rome like if they if they would have shot in like the same sort of like lighting conditions like with sun it would seem like yeah. oh it's in Rome or something it's like in in Italy or something yeah so yeah. so I think it's better this way and, and I think it's more because it, it is a battlefield and it's more grim and it's pretty dark and it's wet and it's yeah uh, so no I think I exactly. like it so yeah yeah I really like that you know mm-hmm. the snow and stuff and I uh, feel home and you can really see how like the the Germanian people are. they really look like Vikings don't they oh yeah they actually really do 
I didn't think it was an unfair fight because they've they haven't got any armor or shields, do they? It's just oh, like yeah. so Vikings are yeah they're they're basically some savages and they were in, mm. at this point, but like basically but, like the wildings from yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh right, yeah, so, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, but, but the thing about the Germanics, yeah. right, is, is that they stood they actually stood their ground against uh, against uh, Rome for quite a while, mm. which was, which is why they were so focused to take down. Uh, Germania, because like it was embarrassing and almost. Oh wow! I so, see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's so nice to to know. Uh, I I like the old movies because you know, so much of this is practical. I I mean, everything is practical mm. almost. I I'd say like ninety five percent. Don't quote me. But uh, <laughs> it's actually 90, 94. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're like, we're gonna get sued, and you know, we're gonna lose a case, we're gonna lose like five million. No, but it's, I, I, I just love the idea that you know, uh, what we see is actually you know real and happening. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. you know CG and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think the reason why we like practical effects is because you can see like. Small glimpses of, of differences with uh, with actors when they're actually reacting to real fire compared to like CG fire. Oh yeah, because you can see the true like almost like fear in their eyes in a, in a way. Like some actors are very good at like with the pretend pretending mm. that uh, they're but but when you actually have they have no choice to react mm. to it. As, 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 this is especially why in a lot of films some directors will actually use fake guns with, with but they actually produce a, a really loud noise uh bang noise yeah it's just because like once is to like synchronize that everyone actually like uh recoils a little with the with the with the with the sound going off and it's it's a really mm. real true response compared to like because a lot of a lot of films will like just have like bang 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 and no one like respond res- uh, <laughs> is, is reacting to the guns go- going off and it's like really unrealistic in a way. But yeah, yeah, because uh, I don't know how how many percent of the production does this, but uh, like uh, a lot of movies use real guns, uh, but they use uh, what is it called uh, f- like flat ammo. It's basically mm. the shell without the bullet. So. Everything is real except there is not a bullet coming out of the gun. It's just, um, yeah. it's just the fire. Uh, so the recoil is still there's some recoil, but it's not as much recoil because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there's nothing coming out. Mm-hmm. So you don't you know have the force uh, mm-hmm. to push it back. But uh, but they use that. Uh, they sh- I mean they at least should use it um, when when they have some distance between people. But if they're like up close, as like you know in John Wick when he shoots them like in the head. Literally, yeah. like half a meter from, they can't use that because you would die. <laughs> it's a real fire, right? So, so it depends on the scene. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I really hope people. Um, I think they should use it more because it's real, and uh, yeah. you, you don't see it's fake. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you don't, you don't see if he actually shoots a bullet or if it's only a shell, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and yeah, the sound is literally the same, and you <laughs> see the bullet flying out, and it's just, it's just great. It's great. Mm-hmm. I, re- yeah. I, rem- I remember there was one uh, sort of famous actor who died with a prop gun. Who was that? I, do, do, you, do you guys have a name of him? Of him? Well, oh no, it was uh, Bruce Lee's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brandon Lee. Yeah. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. There's also another one, John Eric Hexum, in, in 1984. Yeah. Uh, 
he died after shooting himself in the head with a pistol. So yeah, a lot of people actually like died on set with like uh, weapons and such. Like they, Brandon Lee, like uh, Bruce Lee's son, and uh, mm. yeah, and, and, and which is crazy. Like who doesn't check that? No, it's it's just because like it's crazy because it it is essentially a real gun. They just because it is a real gun, but they don't have the actual ammo. But like so, what I think they analyzed why Brandon Lee was shot, but because he was. Um, it was essentially first that they would shoot the gun first, and but there would like, be like remnants of like gunpowder or something in the barrel, and when oh, they put it right. when they put another in, it, it would sort of fire, but because it, it wasn't a bullet, it was like uh, fragments, like shrapnel. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah so, so that was killed by. Because you know, blanks fire. I don't know how to explain this because I'm not sure, so I don't want to like mm, say yeah, false yeah. information. But basically, he just died because he he. He shot himself in the head, and I believe it's it's basically a mixture of you know pressure, the flame, and and yeah, the, the pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. It says the the wadding from the blank cartridge that was driven into his skull. Mm-hmm. So, wow, yeah. it's crazy how many people actually look. Cause like a lot of these stunts and a lot of like uh, things that are happening in movies are dangerous if they're not like properly seen upon right. So that's 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 the thing I gave credit to you, Jacob, during our. Analyze of uh, Terminal Impact Chapter Two, with mm-hmm. that, if stunt people are not properly taught and like if everything is not one hundred percent double checked, like if say you guys were using like a prop gun, yeah, and and, and maybe someone would have, like maybe it just like a tiny uh, stone or like a, or um, oh yeah, something would have fallen in there and you shot you, you would actually kill someone. So it's, it's very like or maybe some make someone blind or something because like. A lot of accidents do happen, even on like huge sets. So it's, 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 you got to be really careful with that. So, so like uh, yeah. I, I just have it's an example scary. here by yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's really scary because I have another uh, uh, instance here with a, with an actor slip that slit slits his uh, his own throat with a prop knife. So da- Daniel oh, wow. Havels at thirty was injured because like he was uh, playing uh, in Hamburg in a theater, and uh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, and it's a character. On the same page as you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, he's committed. So he, he on stage, he's, his character is supposed to commit suicide by slitting his own throat with a knife, but uh, he end, he ended up slicing his own throat for real because it turned out that the property manager who brought the knife uh, forgot to blunt the ni- the blade itself. So. <laughs> Damn, that's Did just stop mm, that's just scary, though? man. And that's in 2008, man. That's yeah. <laughs> that's not good at all. <laughs> and also in 2016, um, Raphael uh, Schumacher, 27, mm. was an actor in experimental theater work in Italy. Um, in Schumacher's scene, he gave a monologue before putting his own head in a noose. It wasn't until the a med student in the audience noticed that him shaking that it was discovered he had actually hanged himself. Mm. <laughs> like, so he actually hanged himself. Um, that's kind of that's, funny because it's like a joke almost. Like you know how people say, "Is there a doctor in the room?" It's like yeah, there's always a yeah. doctor, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> oh my wow. god, that's that's uh, crazy. That's yeah, that's. So you know that was the the scary parts with uh, with when we were filming. You know, uh, like throwing Robin down. Even though we had a lot of cardboards and, and, and like pillows and stuff, it was still he was still falling. You know, some yeah. things could go bad. Also, yeah, like he, he destroying could land the chairs. He could yeah, land he, on he his could neck hit my or face. Or, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or your face or so it's, it's a lot know, of like it's it's scary. And also, you know, when we used the knife, it was a real knife. And uh, I mean, I obviously I um, what is it called? What was the word? Um, blunted. Blunt yeah, blunted. 
I blunted the knife, but uh, but it was still sharp. It would still kill me with like with the front. So we we oh yeah <laughs> we had to practice, yeah. you know, because it was <laughs> scary. But uh, but yeah, I think kind of that, that brings a little bit more fun to it because you know that's the adrenaline you get and you know it's real. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a Jackie Chan method. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's truly crazy. And 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 we were talking earlier about the. The, the use of practical effects. So yeah, I actually got the article here that uh, when you're talking about the, uh, the, the burning the forest, because they mm-hmm. shot the the forest, uh, they shot the, the scene at uh, at the forest near farm uh, Farnham in England. Oh uh, wow! Oh, that's near me actually. Oh wow! Really? Oh. It's like a twenty minute drive. Yeah, Farnham. Oh, we should go should check it out then. <laughs> we yeah, should actually cool. go there. Oh, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, so during the battle between the Roman legions and the German hordes, uh, it was scheduled for a deforest, uh, deforestation by the Royal Forestry Commission. So oh, to get the shots that he needed to film, Scott helpfully arranged to burn it down for them. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So it's like a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, not for the cool. vegans, but you know. <laughs> 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 why, I'm not, why am I they saying vegans? <laughs> you, you have something against vegans or something? No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, I've got to make a confession. Yeah, you're yeah. vegan. I was a vegan for a month. You were? A while back, yeah. That, well, it, that's been it. Uh, everything for today, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just cuts. No, but isn't that like a challenge? To, uh, like, yeah, it was a challenge more than like yeah. me being like, oh, it's... I mean, I guess it is unethical and stuff, right? The funniest well, thing was like, there was, I remember speaking to someone about this, and it's it's a meme almost because I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm going vegan for a bit," and the person was like, "Yeah, you know we're we're human beings. We're meant to eat meat." By the way, yeah, give me those because uh, I was working at the time. She was like, "Yeah, yeah." By the way, give me those cigarettes over there. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, she was judging me because I was apparently it was like unhealthy or whatever, and then yeah. I just I didn't say anything at that point. Oh I was like, God. "All right then." This <laughs> is funny. Also, we have an uh, also we have an actor called uh, Diago Cascino, thirty three, was killed when he was stabbed in the stomach with a prop samurai sword during a rehearsal. Jesus uh, oddly enough, no one saw what happened. They heard Cascino cry out and then saw him bent over in apparent pain. Um, so yeah, that's crazy, man. It's that's it's so easy. It? Yeah, it reminds mm. me. It, it makes me think about uh, you know Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, when uh, they crushed the guitar. Mm. Um, mm. That was a like on set. They had a, they borrowed this really uh, expensive guitar, yeah, or like special guitar or something. I don't remember. And then, it was an old uh, guitar. It was an old guitar. It was actually yeah. like from that time period or something like that. Oh, it was. It was right. So it was really like uh, it was worth a lot, um, in terms of like yeah. Uh, so uh, and they were they were meant to switch the guitar out before they actually crushed it, but they didn't mm. or like they forgot <laughs> or something so they actually crushed the guitar and I don't know what happened let me search that up <laughs> I believe um, the actress's reaction was legit at that point too and they left it in the film oh yeah because I, I believe um, prior to that she's playing the guitar isn't she and Kurt Russell gets annoyed by it and then he just smashes it on the pillow yeah it was a uh, 150 year old guitar actually wow <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Jesus Jennifer Jensen late heartbroken. <laughs> GG. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I would There's have, no way to repair that. Too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like if, like if I were in that situation on set <coughs> and I destroyed that all, I, mean, I would, I would, I would cry. I think. <laughs> I like, the, mm. like my 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 body would just like shut and I, nope, and then just like collapse down. I would like lie there and <laughs> and just. If you're Kurt Russell's a badass, he probably doesn't care. He's like, you know what? Give me another. 
Oh my god. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, cause uh, was it uh, Jennifer? That Jennifer, Jason Lee. Yeah. 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 Was it she or was it um? It Kurt was Russell him. that destroyed. Yeah, Kurt, yeah, Russell, Kurt destroyed, Russell. Yeah. yeah. But she was sad, so she talks about this, and she said, um, she asked how much it was worth, and it was worth first forty thousand dollars. Okay. Forty thousand dollars, and it was from also from a, uh, it was also a museum piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would like never be able even to buy it, you know. Oh, yeah. um, Quentin gave me another Martin guitar from 1880s as my rep present, and it was kind of extraordinary. Oh, so, that's yeah. cool, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. I bet that's nothing to them, but they're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, 40,000 is 40,000. Like, I can, I can, like, the, mm. the finance people at the film, like, they were not happy. I can. <laughs> I bet, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, it's, it's more about, you know, the artifact, right? Instead yeah. of the money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's well, like, yeah. Yeah. I could buy a new one, but, like, it's, uh, like, imagine if, Okay, so imagine if it was like yeah, uh, your grandfather's guitar he inherited from his grandfather or something like oh, that, yeah. you know. And because it wasn't, it was a f- fully functional guitar. It was like properly, it was like really treated after because like it has been very, very good condition. And then someone mm-hmm. like breaks and sell like, oh here, oh by the way, here's like a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself cover it, right? Yeah. I mean, like in the film, I bet you know Maximus's little wooden dolls. He would never give those away, I bet. But no, I just saw a thing that said um, Pro- the guy who plays Proximo, Oliver Reed, I believe his name is, he didn't get along with um, uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah, fact, he really? says he hated him. I was yeah, like, wow. They, oh, wow. They, they, uh, I think, I believe they actually got into a fight or almost went in, or got into a you fight. You challenged him almost, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah on the set, yeah. That's crazy because he was one one of my favorite characters. Like his character arc was so dope. I thought he reminded me this... so much in some scenes and some angles. Uh, as uh, let me Luke let me guess, Skywalker. Let me... Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill. Luke, yeah, it looks yeah. so much like Luke Skywalker. And like, yeah. <laughs> oh I was like, God. is that Mark Hamill in the beginning? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you guys know that he passed away, right, during the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, died definitely. of a heart attack um, yeah. during a break from shooting of Gladiator. Yeah, uh, and there were a lot of important scenes that were actually not finished, so they had to uh, using CGI. They had like mapped his face onto uh, Double's head in the mm. editing process. Uh, so, but it turned out pretty good. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you if you really kind of try to find it, you'll maybe you'll notice it. But it was, yeah, I think it was I think really I good. think you'll be able to find it if you know what to look for. But like, uh, so yeah. I'm, 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 I have the the quote from uh, the visual effects supervisor John Nelson. Uh, mm-hmm. So he said, stated that uh, what we did was small compared to our other tasks on the film. Uh, what what Oliver did was much greater. All we did was help him finish it. Uh, and the film is dedicated in memory of uh, Oliver Reed. So, and uh, and uh, essentially, it cost it cost the production three point two million dollars to Ooh. to wow. get the two minutes of footage. Wow, easy. That's insane. Yeah, I mean it was worth it. They had to do yeah. it, right? Am I right? And I guess it really helps because a lot of the film, um, I li- I really like it actually how it's uh, how it uses shadows and stuff. So I guess we wouldn't notice that much because they they could possibly because some some scenes I can't even see Kurt Russell's eyes because it's like so dark and mm. was it was it the same for you guys or was it the f- the cut I watched maybe? Um, uh, which scenes? Like, do you have any be- scenes in particular? Uh, the scene, especially near the end when um, Maximus and 
Commodus talk right before they fight each other. You can only see it's like both their eyes are like black. It's just it's just like the way it's lit, I guess. But yeah, like I couldn't see. Yeah, it was like the blacks were like super intensified. Oh wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. It's. Cause I haven't really had a problem with it, so it's probably same. Same. I loved it actually. I was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the like I just love the way people talk in this film. I think I I, I expressed that earlier, but I. Uh, like the the, the 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 phrasings are so beautiful, mm. like hauntingly beautiful in a way. Like the the use of like uh, as the the last scene you guys were just talking about. Like he said something about like the only thing you can do when facing death is to smile back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. so is There's so many good quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so like one badass. quote defines a whole character. Like Commodus when he when we first see him, he comes in. He's like, "Did I miss the fight?" And his dad says. You missed the whole war. <laughs> like, <laughs> I already tells you he's a coward. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's yeah. so good. Are you not entertained? Yeah, that one, yeah. Is, uh, that one is a legend. <laughs> I mean, it's just, there There are so many. It's not like one line from the film. There are like 10, at least. Strength and honor. And, you know, they yes. usually say, said that when he was in the army. But yeah. I like it when it's that him and his uh like slave friends or like mm. slave um, gladiators and they say it too I was like oh. yeah, he's I really turned they, them like, into a, yeah. yeah he just like took that over like bring that over there and kind yeah. of spread it there it's just I, and I just love the respect they gave him you know yeah. when he's like walks by them everyone's like Maximus Maximus, Maximus. oh yeah Maximus. it's so good <laughs> yeah Man. I think I, it's probably because like because he has this charisma and the authority of a general even in the, in the gladiator arena which makes it like really interesting so yeah I want to ask you guys a question, actually. Why, why do you think Commodus failed to become... Like, what was his downfall, essentially? How, how come he didn't live up to being a um, emperor and mm. Maximus would? Do I mean, do they... Have they actually explained that? Like, the backstory of Commodus? Because um, I feel like he, they kind of, like, entered all at the same time in the war. And then, yeah. you know, uh, we kind of noticed that. You, you li- immediately noticed that, you know, that's the cocky, uh, pretty brother yeah. uh, type of guy. Yeah. Uh, super good work uh, from Yokim, by the way. Mm. And um, uh, and then you see, you know, Maximus being the war hero. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Did mm. I explain that? But, I mean, it, I know uh, Marcus Aurelius said that... Um, uh, Commodus was never like worthy because uh, I don't know he just, he was just not a good leader, uh, yeah, or uh, selfish or something. I'm not sure. He didn't share the same virtues, but yeah, I felt exactly. really sad for him. Basically, like you know, did you guys get that too? Um, not really. Like mm. usually, you would assume that you would like sort of have some uh, pity for Commodus, but yeah, he was so rude. Like in, mm. uh, he didn't like. He only thought about himself, right? So like mm. af- after after like after killing. I mean, I I I believe that he wanted the love of his father. Yeah, but I still think he was bro- brought up spoiled, and I think I believe he could have like made a more better impact for his father during his mm. life. I. I kind of felt like he kind of wanted to emulate his father so much that he didn't get to be himself. Ooh. So maybe, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, because he, 
kind of wants to be the same as his dad. So it kind of reminded me of um, Inception, you know, the bit where he's like, I wanted to be like you, like Cillian Murphy's character. And then his mm. dad goes, I wanted you to be better or something. like that. And then, mm. you know, that that sort of thing. I thought that that's what's going on. Like he kind of wanted to impress his dad so much, but his dad just mm. wasn't giving him the love that he wanted. And all he wanted was love, basically. Right. That's yeah. all he wants. This, his whole thing about this film is he wants love from the people. He wants love from his uh, sister and that's kind of creepy <laughs> mm. and yeah that just leads to his downfall like just <laughs> the want for it but not knowing how to get it it's just really like his struggle was like kind of sad for me but he you're right he's a douche though definitely yeah i mean yeah i mean yeah i felt a bit bad for him obviously because you know he's he's the mm. true son and you know it's kind yeah. of like kind of take it for granted that you're gonna be uh the emperor after that so you know mm. when when your father doesn't love you uh, or yeah, actually, yeah it's 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 kind of heartbreaking so yeah, yeah. I, I i feel bad for him but you know mm. also yeah um, Mac, um marcus said the, um, maximus asks uh, marcus uh, what about commodus and then marcus answers commodus commodus is not a moral man mm. uh, i think that's one of the few things he said yeah um yeah. that you have known that since you were wrong commodus he- cannot rule he must not rule yeah, but I, I think you see this like quite evidently through through the rest of the film. Like first of all, that he kills his own yeah. father <laughs> just yeah, to yeah. make sure that he stays in power. Because mm. even though he wouldn't have become em- emperor, he would still like maintain his like high position. Yes. Uh, so, mm. so it's just because of control and emperor. Like for once in his life, things didn't turn out the way he'd wanted them to. The the, the small pieces of moral that he maybe may had at that point disappeared when his mm. father removed the, the emperor title from him, I, th- I think. Mm-mm. Yeah, because I, I truly believe, you know, that uh, that Commodus wanted to, uh, wanted um, his f- father to love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, yeah, that's correct. Correctly yep, said. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I I believe he was you know, uh, he was actually telling the truth when he was saying that. But also you know, he's a selfish mother. Yeah, mm. it's I like this conflict he has, doesn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like this humanity, uh, human conflict. Because you know, yeah. uh, Marcus said, you know, you to Maximus, he said, you are the son that I should have had. Uh, and I feel yeah, like yeah. that almost like exp- you, you, they don't they didn't have to explain what what like what was the backstory of Commodus. He was just you know the the, the worst brother uh, mm. or the worst guy uh, that should not rule. And I think that that was that was enough. That was enough for me at least. He wasn't like a typical bad guy. Yeah, he's actually got like like three dimensional layers. You're right. Yep. Yeah. You mm. actually saw. I think some. I think I think it might, might be gossip or something. But I found this art, this thing. Uh, about the casting of Maximus, of the role of Maximus. All right. So it was rumored that Mel Gibson was originally offered the role, but he turned it down oh, yeah. because he felt too old to play the part. <laughs> and Ridley Scott, like, den- denies this fully and says, like, no, Russell Crowe was the only infer- only choice and his only first choice as well for this role. So, mm. so I'm not sure if Mel Gibson is lying here or something. About- <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Got maybe yeah, maybe he really wanted it, and he's like salty about it. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like American Psycho. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio was gonna play that, and then Christian Bale got because they've got like a rivalry apparently. But I don't really? know if that that could be rumored too. Yeah, if you guys want, we could talk about deleted scenes a little bit. Sure, sure yeah. I mean, it's not 
that big. There is a quick little scene where um, the buff, like, gladiator dude, Hagen, I believe, or Hagen? Is that, is that his name? He meets, like, a scribe. And it kind of shows how unfair, like, being a slave is, because he says, like, he has no combat experience, and mm-hmm. he knows, like, seven languages, and he shouldn't even be here. Mm-hmm. It's funny, because, like, he gets killed instantly. Yeah. Oh. And, um, yeah, there's, like, really minor scenes, but it never felt unnecessary, I, like, added to the world, I guess. I think, I the, I think the, yeah. the main reason, because this is, that's probably a director's cut, right? Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the director's cut is... The one that the director wants, I think. Yeah. I, I believe this. I'm not 100% sure, but that's what I believe it is. Mm. But then the studio goes in and reviews it, and then they need to cut some things out. Because usually become because of time limitations. Yeah. Yeah, like the director's cut is the one that the director actually wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, director's cut is an edited version of a film that is supposed to represent the director's own approved edit. So yeah, I do like that though because it gives people reason to watch the film again. Because I'll do that if I watch like the theatrical version, and you know if they released uh, like with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Apparently, they're coming out with a four-hour Netflix series about it. Yeah, you know it's like another reason to watch it again. Yeah, mm, exactly. That's beautiful. And there is a scene that's quite huge that get that got deleted where um, Commodus he goes to this like basement and it's got his dad's statue and he gets his knife out and starts whacking it and it you know, adds a bit of like really? empathy right. to him yeah because after he slashes his dad's statue he kind of like hugs it and like he's like sorry about it mm-hmm. I feel like he's like drugged out throughout the film too because doesn't <laughs> Lucilla give him some like aspirin sort of thing like tonic because he looks coked <laughs> out <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like yeah Quentin. No, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, Commodus has this conflict inside of him. Yeah, a li- just yeah. a little bit, uh, not too much, because I mm. feel like the bad part of him uh, took over, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. you know, I th- I think he was yeah still hurt that you know this father didn't love him and that he didn't choose him. Obviously, was super jealous. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I would 100% be sure that you know he would want to be a Commodus uh, mm. instead of himself. Something like that, yeah. so you know he can also bang this chick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's just so uh, it's just so sad, or like um, what's the word? Not so cringe. No, yeah, <laughs> no, it's not empathetic. cringe, but it's like pathetic slash sad. You know how he oh, yeah, tries yeah. to hook up with his sister. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, Ishan, you said you had any questions? <laughs> some questions for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I guess like to rewind a little bit. How to be a man. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> well, I guess one of the main questions is like the way like, it it's based off of how the story kind of begins of uh, Maximus's like exile and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, like I told Jacob earlier, the I saw the video called um, "Everything Wrong with Gladiator," and he kind of mentions oh. that. Yeah, it kind of mentions that you know how Quintus, the guy who captures Maximus, yeah, he kind of tells him, okay right off until dawn and then kill him and he sends four of like the weakest men ever Uh, did you guys get a bit bothered by that you know how like usually if it was like game of thrones or something you'd be like all right kill him here and now (laughs) you know just behead him yeah now i guess yeah um okay yeah was that a bit yeah yeah i I think it's just a plot hole just like yeah Mm -mm. it's essentially just a plot hole where people can get annoyed by that like obviously Mm. but but I can defend it though. I just wanted to hear if you guys could and stuff like that. At the I same mean, time, at artist, the same but... <laughs> time, I, I I believe that the army would never and the soldiers would never have turned on Maximus. 
exactly well. like yeah. I, I don't believe that he had all the respect of the army in the in the film yeah so i don't believe that it would ever happen so yeah yeah mm. and that'd be disgraceful as well mm. wouldn't it just to be, yeah be yeah especially like so fast right because it happened mm. literally in like i don't know a day or something uh, right mm. after they won the war but i'd say yeah. um you know it was kind of like necessary you know so you can we can get him out of there out of that situation mm. so i get it but i also obviously understand your point that um it could have been done better yeah it's yeah something like yeah. that yeah maybe like have him and uh, this is like the cheesiest one ever where he's like maybe tied up and his his dog rescues him or something because his dog just disappears doesn't he <laughs> yeah that's true the yeah wolf. but was this was it his dog i believe so yeah yeah I remember right. reading it somewhere that, you know, he owns, like, that's his dog kind of thing. And oh, yeah, he just disappears. They just kill him as, as well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> imagine the dog on the crucifix. Wow. <laughs> be, Why be, would I imagine that? Because, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know how they crucify his mom, I mean, his uh, son and... His wife, yeah. Yeah. Is it bad that I kind of laughed when his son got run over by the horse? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, it was it was not expected. It was not yeah, expected for me, actually, because it was like, you know, I still saw them running and... Uh, so it was just like mashed away from the horses. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that the video mentions is that when he's on his Maximus is on his knees and he kind of, you think he's gonna get his head chopped off. Yeah. And he grabs the sword by the uh, blade. Yeah. And he kind of mentions how that's um that's not like the proper way to do it. But apparently, mm-hmm. people used to do that. Really? Grab the blade, yeah, and hit people with the hilt, and because the, the hilt would be able to penetrate like the armor's eye sockets. Oh, wow. oh shit! So yeah, that's actually really interesting. I, I've known because obviously, if you tried to stab someone with the tip in their eye sockets, it'd be so inaccurate, wouldn't it? Because it's so long range. But then, if yeah, you grab true. the blade and then just like whack him with the hilt, then it's like super effective, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. But see, it looked painful though, like holding on the blade. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, there was a YouTube video where yeah. the, the guy's holding it and people are trying to pull it off, but because of the grip, it doesn't hurt him. Right. Yeah, he had a special grip, I think, and yeah, it, w- it wouldn't like slice his hand or anything like that. All right, all fair right. enough, fair enough. Yeah, but I guess it, yeah, if it's slippery, then it could be. Apparently, um, Ridley's uh, Ridley Scott was like uh, convinced to do the movie after producers showed him a copy of uh, it's of a famous uh, painting in um, painted in 1872 called uh, Police Verso. Oh right, uh, which yeah, I think I have a image of it here so it it, it basically the you what are your <laughs> wait a second <laughs> i saw the other image i posted in a discord for <laughs> yeah. so, why is he selling that <laughs> so yeah so, so that's the uh that's the real image uh so it, that he was inspired by it, it depicts a gladiator awaiting like a thumbs up or down mm-hmm. uh, from from the coliseum crowd and he was like so hooked after looking at it because it, it truly spoke of like Roman Empire and the glory and wickedness yeah. of uh, the yeah, totally. God. So yeah. And when was this painting made again? 1872. So it's very and so it's a very new painting by yeah. So yes, it's painted by Jean Leon Garomi. And I was wondering when was the Roman when did Gladiator take place? I'm stupid. Sorry. Yeah, about about the 30 years after Christ. Yeah, because I saw a little cool trivia that said actually when you do the thumbs down, it means to sheathe your sword, so like let the gladiator live, and it's a misconception apparently, but they left it in the film so that audiences wouldn't get confused. Yeah. So having a thumbs up would mean kill him, like sheathe your sword, and thumbs down would mean like oh, wow. unsheathe it. Yeah. So, oh, so, so basically sh- reversed. 
Mm. Yeah, it's the reverse. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Some call me the reverse. Yeah. Mm-mm. But so yeah, the film takes place about. I think it says in the intro, but I think it's yeah about the year 180 or 190 uh, AD. Mm. Germania, isn't it? Yeah. So. So yeah, they I went. Just... So they. How did they like? Did they go back in time to film it then, or what? Like, how did they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they built a time machine. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, you remember earlier in the episode I talked about like the historical inaccuracies, right? Yeah. As long as people understand that it's fiction, mm-hmm. it's okay. Because like a lot of people believe that Maximus was real, right? No, right. Because because he, he he resembles Spartacus in a very like same way like Gladiator. Because Spartacus was real, right? So it's like mm-hmm. so you know it's, it's hard with all these films to like differentiate what is real and what is not real, especially in the intro section when they when they establish. Uh, that um, they were invading Germania, which actually happened, and they were like mixing real and fake characters. So as long as people mm-hmm. know that beforehand, so people don't get like misinformed, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like my main point because I like I like doing twists, mm. um, as like uh, Quentin Tarantino does, like with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and with the uh, Inglorious Bastards, like making twists on history. And it's yeah. fine. So be, as long as people are like well aware that it is not accurate. Way, I guess. Oh, that's true, yeah. And yeah, even those true. stories that say this is a true story aren't 100% real. No. no yeah, no. it's weird. The, 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 so there's there's a difference in film with based on a true story and true events. And then, and so it's a lot of like different things. Like if it's based on true events, there would be like one scene in the film that's like a true event or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> when they do based on a true story, I, I'm not sure, 100% sure, but I, I believe it is when they just, uh, they have a story in the background basically. And then yeah, they just yeah. like, maybe they'll keep the name or like the location or something, but nothing mm-hmm. else is like pretty much there. <laughs> uh, I think it's, I think it's different. Uh, I think it varies from scenes to like films to films or stories to stories because you know, different stories uh, are easier to make. Different stories are harder to remake, uh, and it just—it's just—it just depends how much of that fits into the uh, film story, right? So yeah. you know, I, I yeah, yeah, I would I would say uh, it's it varies a lot. Yeah, because because I, I believe that on this film it should have been because there's a difference between based on and inspired by true stories. Yeah, because mm. uh, if it's based on true stories, it's based on events that actually happened, and then just like exaggerate a little bit. Mm. But it's like inspired by a true story. Then that was the, the inspiration for the filmmaker, but it didn't like make him like the, it was the inspiration to make the film, but he doesn't like really base it upon it. So I, no, been, yeah. I think it should have been like in the beginning, it should be like inspired by a true story. But, but did it say based on a true story? Not sure if it said anything. I think it just begins with uh, the, the opening, like the explanation to where. Uh, to, to the Roman Empire at the time. Right, fair enough. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, but no, I, I would yeah I would say that this film is more like an inspired uh, kind of type instead of based on true facts. Yes, yeah, so that's the only like big. So it's not really a big thing, but it's like the only uh, critic I'll give the film. Just like um, so people just make sure you know that it's fiction because like as I said, it's very hard to differentiate like fact from fiction when the film like appears to be factual like a factual film with the with the opening titles that's uh, 100% accurate you know and then mm-hmm. you have fake characters in there but doing stuff so it's like so I think it's a little mixed but uh, but, it, but it's, it's not a huge deal it's just like eh, eh. yeah <laughs> that's true that's true I just quickly saw because you, you guys are huge fans of Star Wars right and like mm-hmm. the hero's journey and stuff like that yeah 
Yeah, and we could like go down the steps of the hero's journey if you guys want, because oh, yeah, it really good. matches. Yeah, it matches this film. Like, sure, go ahead. On a one-to-one, -one. obviously, the call to adventure, I guess, is when Maximus is offered the role of emperor, right? Yeah, and the refusal is the second step, and obviously, he does that. But then the the next step is meeting with the mentor, and this you know those two are hand in hand because his mentor is mm -hmm. Richard Harris. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, he's got two mentors at that point. Yeah. And then I guess, like, crossing the, th the, 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 the threshold uh, would mm. be, like, uh, him actually accepting to become a gladiator. Because he was refusing at first, right? Yeah, yeah. He didn't accept, want to. Yeah, and then accepting, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be part of this now. So, I'm, okay, I'm, I might as well. Mm. And, then, and, and then, of course, it's, like, tests. Um, and, like, the, the, the hero is put on the test with serious things, like... Uh, he's in the gladi the col no, in the combat for the first time, like asking asking actual gladiator. Um, yeah, yeah. And this I, this I, time he doesn't have his army, does he? No, yeah. no. I said, but I really like the moment when he was like, uh, when Proximo talked to him, right? And he was like, and he, and he talked him over, and Maximus said himself, he was like, I'm gonna win the crowd. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he basically got his army, kind of got his army back. I felt like mm. when everybody like started to respect him. Yeah, that was my one of my favorite scenes too. When he's up against those guys with the um, chariot, mm -hmm. and he kind of has, he's like, the only way we survive is if we stick together. And yeah, he builds like right. this little wall in the middle, doesn't he? Like, he does. Fortification. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. It was really nice, and I was like, wow, mm -hmm. this is like a true leader, right? Yeah. Really, yeah. really shows his power. Yeah. Because Haugen, the guy, the German dude, who's like a tank, he's the opposite, isn't he? He's like, I can kill them all on my own, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we and didn't get to see that much stabbed. of him, really, yeah. And I guess, like, approaching the inmost cave is usually when, like, the character goes into his subconscious. So I'm I'm going to take a guess and say it's the scenes where he's missing his family, and, and also the fact that his... Um, loyalty to the original caesar is still kind of like it's like obi-wan almost like guiding him a little bit and these are kind of oh my god there's so many steps <laughs> there's a lot of like there's different uh, versions with different steps yeah. but but, but uh, i think the ordeal is like the almost like the biggest uh, downfall mm -mm -mm. so when he basically f f fails for the first time yeah like death and rebirth so mm -mm. so w when you when in the film do you think he's, he, he maximus is at his lowest when his thingies are dead i would say yeah, but it's like quite early on. It might be in different order because I feel like some films do that, where it's like in not in like chronological order. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Jacob? <laughs> I'm lost here. I would say when uh, you know when he found his wife and uh, yeah. and his yeah. and kids. Yeah, because you know yeah. he was pretty low as you know they tried to kill him and you know he was on the horse and he escaped. He was bleeding, but that was like you know his family. That was like the one thing I had left. And it was like looking forward mm. to. And when he came there, he could you know he could just ripped apart because that was the only thing left for him so yeah i would definitely say the moment mm. where he um noticed it you know they're dead okay. and i guess resurrection is the, the part where the hero faces the most dangerous opponent and commodus isn't the most dangerous opponent but the fact that he's been injured mm -hmm. at that point by commodus makes him quite dangerous because he's already maximus is already bleeding to death isn't yeah. he at yeah. that point yeah and also believe like the his rebirth will be when he's truly um, announcing that he he is the gladiator, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like his r new version. Like he's no longer this general. 
Because yeah, he, yeah. he always hold on, held on to that. He was a general. General. He he won't like do the savage savage stuff like being a gladiator in mm-hmm. the Coliseum and fight for entertainment. So his death and rebirth. That's like the halfway point will be when he's when he changes his life completely to become a gladiator. Yeah. Um, because yeah. his thing is like to please the people of Rome, right? I mean, because yeah. ha- he believes like having, it's like, it's like democracy, pretty much, right? Ha- le- yeah. Letting the people. If you control you the know, mob, rule. you control you control Rome. Rome. So yeah, but it's interesting. He doesn't want to rule though. He just wants to kind of go back to his family. <laughs> but then That's when the he, only when thing he's looking there. forward to, yeah, just going back yeah. to his family. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. Humble man, humble yeah. man. And he finally does get that with the final step. He does. Um, return with the elixir. I think we mentioned it previously, but I wasn't, like, sad when, you know, he goes back to his family. No. I was, like, It was a relief, for him yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was a bit sad because, you know, the main character died and, you know, the music and mm. everything. You know, she's crying. It was, it was I, good, I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say it was sad. I would say it was emotional and moving in a way. So it was. It was quite moving uh, at the end. But but yeah, it was like sort of a return. It, it sort of reminded me of um, the ending of Lord of the Rings because everyone dies. Like Bilbo and uh, Frodo die. Is that what that scene means? Yeah, they, they're going. Oh. Out, they're sailing out westwards. They're, they're so that's out. like the boat to the afterlife kind of thing. Yeah, it's like heaven. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've I've only seen that film once. I know. But oh. I saw the four-hour version. All right, so oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> and then it's very, very good films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we got to do this soon. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's that's actually based on a true mythological. Because in Ireland, you would believe that's the old uh, in Irish mythology, you would believe in this land called, I believe it's called Tirnanuich. All right, damn, that's a hard thing to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that's uh, sort of like this land out west. Mm. So, so when you died, you would sail westwards, basically on a on a little boat. And then, all right, yeah. If they did that now, you'd get hit by like a freaking garbage bin and <laughs> sewage. <laughs> it's based on like true, but it, but yeah. So that's uh, the same feeling I got. It was like sad, but it was more beautiful. Right. Yeah. It's just, so same thing with uh, with Maximus' death. It was more beautiful. It was like finally, peace. Finally, happiness. Mm-hmm. That. But hey, who knows? They're true. making Gladiator too, right? He might come back. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I'm not sure what what <laughs> we're gonna do. Like uh, Maximus is Maximus is like called upon by the Roman gods to go back on Earth <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> for one last job for projection. <laughs> There's like yeah. this trailer like one journey was not over. <laughs> Yeah. Maximus must return to the world. <laughs> the empire is crumbling to one. <laughs> Can one man defeat his oldest enemy? The empire betrayed by the country he loved. <laughs> yeah. If they do that, I'm, rated oh, I'd be so sad. <laughs> rated R. They'd be rated U for... Rated R for Roman culture. Oh, that's so cringy. Rated S. Shut the f- up. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> A couple of other facts too. That was kind of interesting. Okay. Apparently, Russell Crowe hated the script and told the writer William Nicholson that his lines were garbage. And um, the fact, and he said that he's the greatest actor in the world, and I can even make garbage sound good. So it kind of, you know, it's a bit harsh. His, it's a bit <laughs> yeah. harsh because like the, the lines are pretty beautiful. Like if 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 the writer actually wrote the lines that they are speaking, I think he's a very good writer. So yeah, 
I think there were many lines there in that movie mm. that were like mm. outstanding. <laughs> I thought yeah. you, I thought you were going to quit it. There were many lines. <laughs> <laughs> there were many lines. <laughs> <laughs> gives up. No, but yeah, I think the script is great. Like the writing, yeah. the yeah. the dialogues are super powerful. Mm. Yeah. Really, um, but it it can be because that Russell Crowe probably wasn't used to doing like this legendary like dialogue you know yeah like, like yeah. speaking because like no, normal people won't, w- will not speak like this right because he's because i believe russell crowe is more like a more down-to-earth actor with previous films he's done like mm. maybe a, a beautiful mind and uh, and stuff like that so i guess like for if this was his first film doing like a very old so like so obviously we're back in time right now yeah so, so yeah. people would speak different but also like that it is sort of like a legendary tale right mm-hmm You know when you watch like Romeo and Juliet, and those lines seem ridiculous to say. It's like to be. I mean, no, that's Hamlet, isn't it? <laughs> to, be, I mean, to be. Oh Romeo, oh Romeo, wherefore art the Romeo refused thy father and refused thy name, and I shall no longer be a Capulet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Wow, Actually, Damn, he's no, like I know that by heart. Yeah. He's saving it for a romantic moment. <laughs> <laughs> But I like how you're Juliet in that situation. Oh <laughs> Romeo, that was true though. Yeah, like. Saying those lines must probably he must probably you might have thought like yeah it's just no one speaks like this but in the setting it makes sense doesn't it yeah yeah exactly yeah and Richard Harris the guy I mean I didn't know this at first but he's the original Dumbledore too but he wouldn't relearn the new like scenes people had written so you just like ignore it and like try to I guess like ad lib I guess mm-hmm. but he's old though so I guess he gets a pass <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the music oh the music's dope I heard. That the same music was used in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I, I, by Hans Zimmer. I can so believe that because me, yeah. me and Jacob were uh, watching the film and the Gladiator, and we would like the, the the march, like the the, the orchestra, and it's the, one section is so similar. I think he reused it, yeah, for for Pirates of the Caribbean because, like, I believe if you're Hans Zimmer, right, how mm. hard it is to write a new theme and songs. Yeah, it must like, be. Because like I I can never do because like every time I tried I've tried to make like a da, 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 or something like that I always it always ends up being just one I have in the back of my mind like Gladiator or Pirates of the Caribbean or Indiana Jones or Star Wars or mm, something like that mm. so so I think there's a lot of films that actually reuse sequences yeah. or like small sections at least or something yeah mm. it's like one part when you're like wow this is pretty um, what should I say similar but you know it's We should we should say uh, that about you know Pirates of the Caribbean. That's Pirates of the Caribbean are similar to Gladiator, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think Hans Zimmer did the music for Pirates of the Caribbean, anyways. Yeah, he did. So you like, and yeah. except the first one though. Oh really? Oh okay. I believe so. The first one was um, Close Bandelt. I don't know if you guys oh, heard about it. Right. Yeah, Close Bandelt. But I I would say that he he probably collabed with um with Hans Zimmer, because mm. uh, yeah, they all collab. It's not like Hans Zimmer is making everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but you know, he gets usually just him and John Williams, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He actually used some of the music from Gustav Holst, didn't he? I believe like George Lucas gave him that to listen to, and it's so similar. Okay. Yeah, it's called mm-hmm. like Planets, and the way it starts and everything, it's, it's basically Star Wars. I'm gonna ask you a, a, a question now, Jacob. So, so I'm on the IMDb list here now of top rated films. So. On the spot number thirty-six, we have uh, Avengers Endgame. Endgame, yeah, yeah. But on forty-two, we have Gladiator. Which one do you think is better? Like, I, w- I, I would have to say Gladiator. 
mm-hmm. because uh, it's just what should I say? I feel like yeah, I guess it's just more powerful uh, yeah. in terms of like everything you know. Uh, it's a standalone yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. It's um, the music. I feel like the music plays a big part. You know, we have Hans Zimmer uh, and the soundtrack. It's just mm-hmm. it's just marvelous. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the story is nice, and um, mm-hmm. it's just a legendary movie. And I would, yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably say Gladiator. But obviously, I love Endgame. You know, the uh, mm-hmm. the technology nowadays is it's insane what we can make, <laughs> and um, you know, it's uh, it's two kind of two different classes, you know, of, yeah. of good movies. But yeah, I would mm-hmm. say I would I, I would probably go with Gladiator. Yeah. And Endgame has given us more memes, and Gladiator has given us a couple. So you know, you yeah. gotta you gotta rate it based on the memes too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, How much memes we get? No, I don't think I will. There are so, well. there are so many memes from uh, from Infinity War, or yeah. uh, I mean, Avengers. Holy crap! They're still using different quotes from Thanos. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. gasps> should we? All right, you know what? Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? Should we all do right. like a little? Um, Let's let's do three rolls and then like let's do a little like one minute monologue and then you add music and, s- and we just end this. <laughs> okay. We end yeah, this podcast as they ended. Gladiator. <laughs> okay. Can I be the chick? Okay. Who wants to be? Who wants to be who? I want to be Maximus. <laughs> That's why he wants to do this. Thing. Obviously, to, obviously, it's a, it's a fantasy. Yeah, no, okay. but um, I don't mind. I don't do. I can be. But do we want to do the whole the thing? Chick. Like, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll do from Maximus, 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 and all the way to the down. And all the way to like uh, Juba. I'll be Juba. Okay, I can, I can be I can be Commodus. <laughs> sure. Right. And am I Lucilla? I'll be Lucilla and Juba. Yeah. Yeah. Do right, that. Fair enough. So, guys, I believe that was Gladiator, don't you think? I think yeah. uh, we covered what we wanted yeah. to discuss in this episode, but we have a special surprise well. from Ro for people. <laughs> we are going to reenact uh, the last scene from uh, Gladiator. Just for you. I guys. like this. I like this. I like we should this. do this every episode. Actually. Yeah, we, we should. should do this every episode. <laughs> so now it was we, my idea. So nah, it wasn't uh, I will be play, uh, playing the role of Commodus. Maximus will be played by Jacob, as it, he chose first. <laughs> and, yes. And, uh, <laughs> and Lucilla and Juba will be played by Ishan. <laughs> hey, sisters. So. <laughs> oh, my <God>, sisters. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So. All right. All right. <clears throat> Cue the music. Cue the music. <clears throat> Maximus, 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 they call for you, the general who became a slave, the slave who became a gladiator, the gladiator who defined an emperor, a striking story, now the people want to know how the story ends, only a famous death will do, what could be more glorious than to challenge the Emperor himself in the great arena. You would fight me. Why not? Do you think I'm afraid? I think you've been afraid all your life. Unlike Maximus the Invincible, who knows no fear? (laughs) I know a man once who said, death smiles at us all. All a man can do is smile back. I wonder, did your friend smile at his own death? You must know, he was your father. You loved my father, I know, but so did I. 
That makes us brothers, doesn't it? Smile for me now, brother. Strap on his armor. Conceal the wound. Quintus, free my men. Senator Gracchus is to be reinstated. There was once a dream that was Rome. It shall be realized. These are the wishes of Marcus Aurelius. Free the prisoners! Go! Is Rome worth one good man's life? We believed it once. Make us believe it again. He was a soldier of Rome. Honor him. Who will help me carry him? <laughs> Why is he Irish? <laughs> Who will help me carry him? Now we are free. I will see you again. But not yet. Not yet. End scene. <laughs> that's it? Wow. That's, that's how we do it. You know, end scene like the actors. End scene. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, thank you <laughs> for that very tremendous, glorious ending we just performed yes. <laughs> live yeah. in the studio here. Thank you so much for tuning in for uh, this uh, special uh, edition and the first episode of Jacob Bursa here in the Yo. studio. It's always a pleasure to have him on board from now on. Um, what do you guys believe is the next film? Do we have a plan for that yet? Or uh... I was... We'll keep that a surprise because I'm, I'm kind of thinking a couple in my head right now mm-hmm. and I haven't yeah. decided yet so yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a surprise let's surprise our two followers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey 14 now 14 mm-hmm. now yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair yeah. Enough. yeah and we're uh, excited to do that so um, I think yeah. that's it um, yeah thank you for following thank you for make sure to follow us both here on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to this and give us five stars on Apple if you can please like and subscribe, yeah, subscribe. shout out hit that uh, sm- yeah. hit that like button send us a message at our uh, email and also mm-hmm. on uh, make sure to uh, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and uh, thank you for this time goodbye yeah, mm. yeah. goodbye now we are free, now we're free. <laughs>